Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, yes, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Music is Everything podcast. I'm week five here, so still getting my feet wet on some things, but I wanted to introduce our very, very special guest, DJ Jay, who's here with us this evening. Appreciate and that. Um, I just wanted everyone to get a, a, you know, a little sense of who he is. So I'm going to read this quick little uh, bio that you sent me, sort of your your elevator pitch. But uh, <laughs> Jay Almeida goes by the name DJ Jay, uh, starting DJing at the young age of 12. Jay was born into a musical lover family from a very young age. He grew up listening to all genres of music, which I can attest to hearing so many of your mixes. Um, his sound is very eclectic from everything from rock, rap, country, reggae, and everything in between. Uh, Jay's DJ career started off like any other DJ, his elementary and high school dances. And as Jay's career grew, so did his appetite for more gigs, doing a lot of all ages parties and 19 plus nightclubs. And um, I can definitely attest to this that you know, one of Jay's strengths is being able to play really any genre at the drop of a hat and uh, really being able to read the room, read the crowd and offer really any genre of music at any moment in the night. Jay commands the crowd with his powerful edits, which we're going to talk a little bit more about yes, and sir. hard to find throwbacks and live mashups. When you don't see Jay in clubs behind the decks, you can usually find him in his home studio making edits for DJs worldwide Jay's mass knowledge of music empowers club goers everywhere, which really makes him a force to be reckoned with. And I definitely would agree. So welcome, sir. Welcome to the Music is Everything podcast, where we talk about everything music related as it pertains to the club, corporate and wedding industry. And uh, yeah, I'm excited to, to have you on uh, tonight. How are you feeling? How are things? I'm good, brother. I'm good. I just just uh, just stopped uh, my weekly fromage cheese show uh, not too long ago, so I'm I'm still on fire from that. <laughs> I know, <laughs> I missed it. So if you heard the my little prologue here, I actually DJed my first live event since uh, February, which was like a wedding I did. I did yeah. a liquidation sale for a friend, so everything was you know on the p's and q's. Everyone's wearing masks. There's a yep. socially distance off in a corner. And uh, yeah, it just felt good, obviously, to lug some gear in and actually physically yep. set up, as opposed to doing stuff uh, yeah. and, and, online. And, and funny enough, funny enough, yesterday I, I had that uh, that same thing. I was uh, I did I did an outdoor pool party that uh, we usually do every year in a in a back field. It's called FFOB, and uh, unfortunately we had to do a stream, uh, and and they kept it very limited to ten people, and they had everything marked off, which was. Pretty intense, just for a little backyard thing. But yeah, it was, yeah. Uh, it, was it was it was cool nonetheless. So and uh, and and that same factor of like since um, I think my last gig was March 13th. Since March 13th, I hadn't packed uh, my bag, and even that was like uh, I almost forgot my power cord. So. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't done this in a while. You know, everything's just been in my studio the whole time. So. No, for sure, for sure. So how did how I mean how did that event go? I mean, how was it doing it in that way, sort of? Um, it was it was interesting. Um, I mean, it's it's extremely hard to to social distance uh, in places where you're in close quarters, right? So, mm -hmm. right, like although all like literally these guys took every measure, which was uh, in, really really crazy because again there was only ten people there and they had they had a security card. Oh wow! So like there was technically only nine people <laughs> there. You know, like if you if, like if if you get what if you get what I'm saying, like. So like they they took every but but again like the DJ booth was but but we we, we did our best man we we did our best then we uh, we put on a show uh, 
and that, that's what we that's what we uh, we wanted to do. And, and uh, this was their seventh year, so I couldn't couldn't say no, man. Couldn't say no. Yeah, of course not. Of course not. Um, so yeah, I mean, I know that there's um, some different challenges, but it's I, I think it's kind of amazing how the music is still able to um, connect with people, right? Even though there's a screen separating you, so. Um, I, you know, I guess it's uh, it's cool. What were some of the challenges that you felt you had maybe delivering the experience you were saying was a little bit a bit tricky? So what did you find different doing it for uh, an audience in that way? What was so the... so everything was okay, um, but again because it's outside, I guess they didn't think it was gonna rain. Oh. They had tents, but so I usually request an S nine a DJM S nine, which is a you know a, a the Pretty much the club standard DJ mixer and and some CDJs and last minute um, it got rained on unfortunately so um, we we had to we had to switch it up to a DDJ SRT which um, is the new it's like the newest one mm-hmm. and right off the bat like five minutes before my set I plug in um, my Serato apparently is out of date and I mean like I'm fairly up to date with my Serato. Mm-hmm. So that was like, oh my, like I have to like, I had to stop, download the new Serato. So that was challenging. And then um, to be honest, I never, uh, I never used it before. Um, it, it didn't come out that long ago and then COVID hit. So you're, you, you, sometimes you get to use them at the odd gig if, you know, you show up to a club and that's what they have or someone brought that. Right. Um, so, so even learning that on the fly, um, it was, was challenging as well. Uh, so, but uh, but the the show went decent. Uh, it's a, it was a, it was a open format show, so I, I get to kind of play whatever I want. And mm-hmm. um, it's uh, it's a, I would say 50% soca uh, event, and then their their other 50% is kind of what I play, which is a mixture of like literally everything else. Right, right. No, I know we're gonna we're gonna talk about that because I know you've got a lot of things on the go and listening to a lot of your mixes and stuff. So um, I want to take a kind of a step. Uh, outside of maybe the typical that yep. most people might expect or be used to hearing, um, I want to know actually: uh, Can you play any other instruments? Um, unfortunately, not. <laughs> um, I, I I played the trumpet in high school, mm-hmm. um, which which I I liked. I I really liked playing that. Um, but then I realized that. I was kind of cheating, and I didn't even realize until, like, uh, you know, the, the teacher told me that. Uh, again, with with the trumpet, you can you can write on the notes on which ones to put down. I don't know. I don't know if if there's any trumpet players listening, but um, <laughs> so so literally, I would write on the notes two, three, one, two, three, whatever. And 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 again, I could play songs because I could just look at those things, and then they're like. It came to a point where I was almost going to take a trumpet in, um, as I thought. So this is grade eight. So grade nine comes. It's like, should I take music? And it was like my grade eight teacher's like, listen, like you're, you you've been taking music for like three years now. Like you're doing you're doing it all wrong. <laughs> like you're, you're doing it all wrong. Like you're not supposed to be like yes. Like we at the start we write, but like three years in, you're not supposed to be still writing it. Like this is like you can't move on. Like you got to learn. So oh wow. Um, pretty much after that. Uh, was was the uh, was the end of my trumpet career at least <laughs> <laughs> the beginning and end yes interesting so i guess uh, you know we we obviously got a little sense from your bio um around the age where you were sort of introduced to to djing but i guess i'm curious like what what dr- pulled you into djing because I, I... So, so my my grandfather my 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 mother's father 
um, was a DJ. Uh, he was a, a wedding DJ. Uh, he DJed for a very large uh, DJ company back in the uh, 70s, 80s, and I don't want to say 90s because 90s changed everything. But in the in the like the, the the your typical wedding DJ was called DJ Unlimited. Okay. Um, and, they, and they literally, um, again, according to my grandfather, I don't know if this is you know maybe he's boasting. I don't know. I wasn't there, right? So, according, they ran from Toronto to Windsor, and they they controlled everything and. <laughs> I, again, I don't know if that's true or not, but um, like they were all over the place, and they they DJed weddings. Um, and as I went into um, growing up, um, he had an old car, and he would DJ classic car shows, and that's in a sense where the I first seen DJing for the first time. Okay, was was him DJing um, these classic car shows, and um, I. I it's off. It's off of the QEW, and I can't remember what it is right now. But there's like a mall there. It's like a stripping, like a strip plaza, and I can't remember the the restaurant that was there. But like, there were, they have a lot of classic car shows there, and I just like that was the first time seeing him with two, like, and again, two turntables and extension cords and speakers that like are way too big, and you know, uh, just DJing, you know, 50s and 60s records to a bunch of car geeks. If you, if you will, um, and yeah, like that was the first time that uh, I really saw DJing, and it's like, oh, he's he's playing music, and, and and again, like he's playing what he wants, right? Like it wasn't like people like at the time people weren't requ- like I didn't see people requesting. It was just like my grandfather gets to play the music he likes to all of these people, right? And what what um, sort of like what what kind of impression did that that leave on you? Like what was the impact of seeing all that? Were you able to kind of put it all together and kind of comprehend what was what was happening? I mean, I, I guess not at the time, but I guess now when I think back, it's just thinking of that, again, seeing what my mom did for a job, seeing what my dad did, and then seeing what he did, and it's, he gets, in a sense, not, not I don't, I, when I say this, I don't mean it like, I think the way everyone's going to understand, but like you get, he got to do what he wanted, right? Right. He got he didn't he didn't sense he didn't have a boss, and again, obviously he had the boss, obviously the person that booked him. But as a kid, you know, thinking back, you don't see that, but just that he got to do whatever he wanted, um, and yeah, like that was that was really cool to me that he got to just do whatever he wanted. No one told him what to do. He just got to play with the music he wanted for these people in front of him, and that was that was fascinating to me at least. Right. No, I mean, I think that's uh, a pretty, I think a pretty impressionable thing, right? That would be would be left on you just kind of casually, just even being able to articulate in the way you are, right? Just to be able to see someone that you love up there doing their thing and just seeing them command the attention of everyone and provide this, this atmosphere and this experience for people. Uh, I'm sure it had a big impact on you. So when did you start... Um, I guess, what was your first piece of equipment that you got to, to kind of start you off? Like, um, what did you fun, learn? So, so funny enough, because, because he worked for the, uh, the DJ company, he had multiple um, uh, what, what he called rigs, which were um, an, a, a built-in mixer amplifier and, and these two <laughs> turntables um, that stayed side by side. <laughs> And um, he like that was in a sense my first piece of gear he gave me, and because he also ran um, the 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 show at the time um, as a DJ, the DJs wouldn't buy their own records. And again, I'm talking 70s and 80s. Right. But these DJ companies, the DJ company would provide the DJ the records. 
Um, so uh, at the time, um, I don't know. That was just it was just really cool. I, I, it's like it was just he. He ran everything. It was this re really cool. So he, I, I kind of got all of this stuff for like not for like for free in a sense, and I got to play with it mm -hmm. um, without really spending money. And, and again, this is still very, like, I'm still very young. I'm still like on Super Nintendo PlayStation. <laughs> so you know what I'm saying? So like like DJing wasn't even in my mind. It was just you know doing what your grant like right. I, like I like what he did, so I, I kind of you know followed through. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean that's that's awesome to kind of be. Uh, to get the baton sort of handed to you, right? And to yep. have like some of those resources uh, available to you to take advantage of, right? So that's that's awesome. Um, so I'm curious. I mean, you've been DJing for, you know, a large part of your life. I guess I'm curious. Yep. This is just sort of an offbeat question. But uh, if it wasn't for DJing, I mean, what, what do you think you'd be doing? Because not um, all DJs. And the reason why I ask is because some DJs have been doing it from a very young age. Some people, uh, like myself, I've only been doing this maybe 10 to 12 years. So some people catch on to different DJing at different times in their life. So I'm just curious, like if you weren't if you weren't DJing, like what would you what would you be doing? What would Jay be doing? I mean, I, I, I don't know, man. I, I've, I, I started DJing when I was in grade six. Mm. And, and, and I don't know how old you are in grade six, but it, it was young. It was it was really young. And. I've that's all I've done and I don't know why that is I, I, I sometimes wonder that but that's that's honestly all I did and even from grade six seven eight and then going into high school um, I went to a high school that had a theater um, that that had a tech crew mm -hmm. and and even and even then uh, again just when I went to high school I just gravitated to the tech crew I gravitated to the equipment and the auditorium and again, it was so cool. I got to learn lights, and I got to learn controllers for the lights and lighting, uh, like light bulbs that are thousand watts that like wash a whole stage. And and uh, not just again, I, I'm used to doing one microphone, like doing uh, multiple stage productions with multiple microphones. So I um, go like doing like just I gravitated to that. So to an I, if I had to answer the question, I I think it still would have been that because. Even though I I knew that the tech crew wouldn't allow me to DJ, right? Because <laughs> right, you're behind the scenes, you're not on the stage. Right. Um. I just I, I don't know. I just I still gravitated to that. Yeah. So it sounds like there's always this tech bug inside yes. of you, if you will, that needed sure. to be for kind sure. of scratched or itched or whatever. So that's but, cool. but I'm so I'm so glad I did that because the funniest part was is being part of the tech crew led me to now start DJing the dances. Mm. And not and not only that, because I was a member of the of the tech, you know, the the tech crew, um, that gave me um, eligibility to use equipment. Ah, yes. Right. So so it was it was it was really cool that again it wasn't my major intention to go into the tech crew to be a DJ, but it just wound up being profitable that way. Right. Right. No, I mean, as they say, like. The, like timing right and so yep. you you know you were in this one skill set and then mm -hmm. it allowed you to kind of drift into something that was also similar and related so i think that's just amazing amazing timing and positioning right and and stuff so um so i want to kind of talk a little bit about that i guess so, some of the the tech aspect and i guess kind of going from uh vinyl and then looking back at some of your 
throwback Thursday photos. I saw your most recent one when you were <laughs> spiked hair at an all yep. ages with the yep. CDs and stuff like that. So yep. I guess sort of in your in your opinion, you know, what would sort of I mean, what's the difference of. Uh, because this is sort of like it's interesting, like some of the foundation of who you are and what you do now being a producer, uh, which I want to definitely talk about. But I have this question before we get there uh, and then kind of hearing a little bit more about your background, how you've always had this tech side to you. I guess you might be able to to comment on this is like, what do you what do you see the difference between old school vinyl and CDJs to where we're at now? Like, what do you think is uh, the big difference between both both mediums, if you will, sort of the old school uh, vinyl CDJ compared to what we have now, like not having a physical product to touch. Like, what do you what do you see being the biggest difference uh, over um, the years? Well, for for me, I mean, to to be honest, I wish I was young uh, as a young DJ now because it's a lot it's a lot easier to acquire music, right? Where where back then. Um, like believe me i didn't want to buy vinyl um i was in grade six seven eight you know like mom giving me lunch money and like taking the lunch money to play the record and tracks and buying records and what people didn't understand is for a kid buying records at those ages um i had to buy those because i had to dj i'm playing hip-hop and r&b and there's there's bad words in those and if i want to dj the dance i can't have um i can't have the swear words Right. Right. And, and this is right. This is just on the cusp of Napster. So the only way that I am able to command the room and, and play what I want, right? Like like me seeing my grandfather, I need to I need to make sure that I come correct and I have these and I have the right music and the right records to play. So um, the the difference for me is uh, it was a lot harder back then, and it's a lot. And I, for me, it's a lot easier now. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a lot. It's a lot more one-stop shop now. You can go to one, one record pool and really do well for yourself as a DJ. Um, where back in the day, I had to go to multiple record stores and deal with multiple owners who favorited multiple DJs who held records. <laughs> and and there may be even some DJs that are listening right now that that did that. And you know who you are. Right. Um, but but no, again, but again, but no what, bad but, blood there. No bad blood. <laughs> but no bad blood ever. But um, but again, I don't think. And again, I don't want to sound like an old guy because I'm I'm not old. Um, but um, no kid or younger DJ understands the fact of going to a party where you couldn't buy the hottest record, and people coming up to you, and you don't have Spotify, right? Like imagine being the kid, and you don't have the hottest record. You don't. Mm-hmm. You didn't get it. It's like, like they're looking at you like, are you insane? So um, the difference for me is, is it was a lot harder back then. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I know for myself, just quickly to share, I mean, I was around DJs a lot at that time. Uh, a few of them tried to teach me how to, to learn on vinyl. It wasn't until many years later that I, that I learned. But to be honest with you, uh, I, I, I openly share with people that if... I were to DJ now the same way that DJs did sort of when I was coming up, maybe in my early teen years and just mm-hmm. seeing so many guys and all the sound crews lugging in so many crates. I don't know if I'd be DJing. I mean, the investment of time just bringing yep. so many crates. I mean, you're absolutely right. Getting everything off of a, a pool or one stop shop right now is so much, so much easier. Yep. Right. So, um, yep. 
So I guess I'm, I'm, you know, curious in terms of yourself. I mean, share with us what are you doing right now to to stay relevant, to stay busy. Talk to us. Um, so uh, pretty much since COVID hit, I've been learning about broadcasting, which, again, I don't think any DJ really uh, was expecting to learn. You know, uh, computer broadcasting and broadcasting live from your studio, and not just broadcasting audio but broadcasting video and then not just broadcasting audio and video but broadcasting images and promotional material and cool interactive things um and and you just learn as you go so so what i've been doing to stay relevant is is learning broadcasting Mm -hmm. and then and then flipping that right around and and doing webinars for for clients of mine um and for for local djs and djs worldwide and uh, just in, just honestly giving away the the secrets giving but not just secrets just giving away what i've learned right what i've learned over over countless um hours um because I, there there was no easy way and and i don't know i just something about helping djs i don't know but yeah i, no, I, like, I, I, I like that's what i like to do so just yeah giving just giving back G- giving back i uh, to to date since covid started i've done three webinars uh Four DJs um, explaining crate management and uh, uh, streaming and all that stuff. And, uh, and and so how and this is awesome because um, you know this is kind of what you know the work. I know that this is like a large part of who you are, and even the podcast that I've started. This is like what I want people to be able to do is get connected and understand yep. that there's more people out there where you can get assistance and help. So. I know you used uh, broadcast software, but can you can you talk to us a little bit about how can someone uh, obtain the software, and then um, can you maybe also kind of talk a little bit about like is this important? Is it not important? Like, do you think DJs need to be doing this? So it's kind of like a couple couple of questions for you there. Yeah, yeah. So um, we'll start off with what what is this software? So it's a it's a it's a software called OBS. Mm-hmm. Um, Oscar Brian Sarah OBS and if you Google Google that uh, you'll find multiple OBS uh, versions uh, and, and all it is is a free broadcast a, a free broadcast software um, that is an open source meaning um, it's a it's a community built meaning they don't charge money for it yeah. um, and a community of people run it so that is the first thing you need uh, to broadcast to uh, the I would say the most popular channel right now would be twitch um, but but not but not to be uh, excluded from YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Mixcloud, um, and and all that stuff. And uh, with that one piece of software, it allows you to just like a DJ mixer, add multiple channels of audio, video, pictures, um, scrolling text, moving text, moving. Uh, Again, th- think of think of the possibilities are endless, just like a TV studio. <laughs> okay. It's it, it, and 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 it's literally it's literally that simple. And the, and the craziest thing was is just before COVID, all this technology was just used by gamers, <laughs> gamers that would play a video it. game. Talk about and, it. And 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 what they would do is they would play the video game online. So you'd watch him play a video game, and you'd watch in so in a sense you're watching him play the video game, and you're watching him actually physically in his chair play the video game, <laughs> right? What a and, world and we live in. <laughs> and it's crazy. And and, and again, the, the, it's a, in a sense it's community. It's community built. So. Um, it, it's it's uh it's it's really wild and 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 to to go to your second point of should DJs be doing it and I, I think yes because 
um, the the future is still unknown of mm. right when is it going to open back up is it going to open back up um, are clubs going to be uh, another like a, again these are all up in the air questions that I, I'm sure a lot of people are asking but even for me it's like clubs are going to open back up slowly they're probably going to have limited capacity right. will clubs be able to pay their rent on the limited capacity they will have right like will will we have clubs coming back like will clubs be able to afford to stay open with their limited because because i don't know i don't know about you but all the club owners i like no club owner is happy with the money they're making before covid <laughs> i know right it's right even no, worse after. right right like it's the same thing you know well we're you know we're losing money you know so <laughs> so if they were losing money back then when everything was okay and decent and um, what's going to happen? What's going to happen when, when everything opens back up? Right. So, so to go back to the point of you, you should be doing this because this is the only way that I see to still remain relevant and build a community where you're still DJing. And, and at the end of the day, you're DJing, but you're practicing at the same time. I'm pra like every show I'm practicing, mixing multiple genres of music, yeah. right? It's, it, it's, pr it's practice uh, as much as it is a performance. I'm still practicing in, in my studio. Absolutely. Um, so many questions I want to ask you. Um, so I guess for maybe a DJ starting out, um, you know, I mean, it seems that having watched several of your performances, like how, what would be some keys for someone who is maybe an older DJ, maybe if I can say the word lightly stubborn to accept the fact that going into a physical space and DJing is going to be maybe, I'm not going to say something completely of the past, but as you mentioned, something in a limited variety, but someone wants to DJ or even a younger DJ who's new to getting online, what are some helpful tips that you think are important for a younger DJ or even maybe an older DJ? Uh, what are some things that you, you think would be helpful for them to start building their community um, in an online capacity, what are some things that you have found have been helpful to help someone's brand? Well, well, I mean, so it, it's there's a lot of things I could say, but but even before I say that, everyone has to understand their um, financial capabilities. And what I mean by that is is all these streams that you see of people online, some of these guys, uh, like even uh, like I'll use the guy uh, starting from scratch, a good good friend of mine. Mm -hmm. um, he like he has a, like thousands and thousands of dollars. Like when you see his stream and you see how good it is, that's a that's a lot of money. Yeah. And um, one thing that COVID has showed us is again, like we can we can all stop DJing, right? And and stop making money DJing. So. Um, some people aren't, um, unfortunately, might not be financially ready to take this on. Okay. Um, so, so in in that aspect, there I would say there's limited capacity. So a DJ that doesn't, let's say, have a lot of money, because, um, and again, I, I'm I'm rambling, but I I want to get to the point of um, you need more than one laptop, and and for some people that that's a they don't have more than one laptop. Right. Um, me. Six years ago, I didn't have more than one laptop. So, um, like, like, I understand not not everyone is rich, and especially at times like this. So, um, the 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 thing the thing there is is uh, you have to understand your financial capabilities of what you can do to to uh, broadcast uh, your brand. So, uh, for DJs that don't have uh, money to start, the the easiest way is Instagram, and hopefully you have a setup at home and you 
go live on Instagram and you fight those Instagram police uh, every time. Right. Right. Anyone that is uh, interested in starting to again broadcast and again getting images on the screen and and, and the cool effects like that, uh, then again you, you're going to need a separate a separate computer um, is the first thing. A separate computer and a separate good computer depending on how good you want your stream to look and how advanced you want it to look. Right. So I guess it's getting into some of the I guess for the listeners, DJs, young DJs, older DJs. I know that sometimes. Uh, some people are a bit of a technophobe, right? And they're maybe a little bit intimidated. Yep. So what I'm hearing, it sounds like... Well, tell them, tell them to hit me up, man. <laughs> yeah, well, um, we'll definitely... Because, no, we'll... like, le- legit, and my, and my wife can attest to this, because she, she, was, she was pretty pissed. But um, when, when COVID hit and I started telling people how to do things, um, dude, I helped on no lie, three, four hundred DJs. And that's not an exaggeration. That's a real number. Wow. My phone would ring all day multiple DJs some I know some from people that I just helped are now sending their friend to talk to me yeah I mean Um, it's kind of like when you when you pay it forward like that that's what ends up happening right so uh, I think that's that's awesome and I mean I've done a few deep dives as well uh, myself just trying to get my head head around it I know there's in some cases some workarounds but potentially uh, some of the you know, I know, I know guys like yourself, Scratch, even uh, DJ Playa. Like these guys have uh, lots of video, and they have. Yep. And it's funny because that was a thing even before COVID. And I remember talking to them, and they would say, "Yeah, like to do video DJing was such a big deal." But now it just seems like, uh, as you mentioned, the more stuff you have going on, it just helps your brand and helps your your show or whatever you're doing because there's just such a wild integration of so many so many different things going on at the same time right yep no exactly yeah so 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 again uh for for the djs that are starting out and they want to do that um it it comes down to again the the technical capabilities of uh because again i've helped so many djs and um a lot i would say the number one issue was was equipment Mm -hmm. they didn't have a separate computer and, and and or or again a lot of a lot of people ran into they they were using their wife's computer and and not to you know hate on wifey but wifey's computer is not as good as your dj computer you know the right. wifey doesn't dj she just surfs the internet which again there's nothing nothing wrong with that but just the computer wasn't built for the capabilities of of what djs are seeing other djs do and then trying to do that so um the first thing would be the technical uh, equipment the next thing the biggest thing was uh internet speed you, you'd mm. be surprised on on how many DJs just have a basic internet connection, which again, there's nothing wrong with a basic internet connection, but when it comes to streaming and again, putting high, high quality graphics uh, up in people's faces, um, your internet upload speed, which we've learned, and again, this is all learning over the past couple months, um, is a major, major factor. Right. Um, and, and, and we found that DJs um, would have to spend, uh, again, uh, going by Rogers pricing, would have to spend up upwards of 80 to 90 dollars a month just on internet to do a basic stream with like moving video and stuff like that just to just to maintain um, a proper upload uh, you'd have to spend almost 90 dollars just on internet a month right to uh, to maintain that so um not to dis not to discourage anyone but um there there these these steps that that have to be taken uh to, to get where you're going but at the end of the day uh there's always instagram mm-hmm 
and, and that's what I tell people. And, and I you know, and I know people get frustrated because, and again, like the worst part is, is no one's working. You know what I'm saying? Like right. I, I, all these guys call me and I, and I help them and I love helping, but it, like, they're not working. So they're like, Jay, like I, I can't afford it just because like, I'm not work. Like if I was working, sure. <laughs> yeah. But like, but, but like a, a, everyone's struggling, man. So, um, it's, uh, I, I it's think just, it, it or sorry, go ahead. No, I was just I was just saying that um, I would look at one your equipment and your internet, and then and then see what stream you want to be. Are, are you the um, IG live guy or, or are you the Twitch guy? And um, both both at the end of the day, to answer your question, will make you remain relevant right. and build a community. Right. So one of the things we had um, um, some other DJs on in past, and we we talked a little bit about. A variety of other, also other outlets that people might be able to uh, take a hold of. I'm not sure if you've heard of uh, Bego, Bego Live. It's more of a an American thing. I have uh, one DJ colleague who DJs on that, and there doesn't I, seem I, to be. I, I, I've never heard of that before. Yeah, but it's, I, it's B B is in Benjamin, I G is in game, O is in Oscar, Bego Live, and uh, you can go on there and just do your thing. And uh, he's pretty successful on that. Um, he DJs in, um, I believe it's uh, L.A., out in Cal- Cali there. So um, Interesting, interesting. He's, he's on Bego. I know that some DJs do Periscope. Um, yes, yes. As well. Um, uh, 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 I think Periscope is now through Twitter, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right? So, it, like, it's, it's like some, somehow like they're portaling it through Twitter for some, at least in the broadcast software I was using. Yeah. So... I mean, there are some some other some other outlets. Um, so yep. yeah, I mean, I think there's still avenues. But yes, I mean, we've we've gone over probably week number. Well, actually, my first episode, I had DJ Tommy Thompson and Spence Diamonds on. We were talking about the whole copywriting issue and just yep. where can DJs go. So um, I just want to pause real quick. So all people on Facebook here watching, I uh, see you all. Hearts and thumbs up. Uh, thank you guys for tuning into the Music Is Everything podcast. We have. DJ J right now he's a mix master uh <laughs> you know music virtuoso of many different genres he's also a producer and we're kind of talking a little bit about uh OBS and where DJs are kind of going with things now uh on the virtual online uh online element so i know that some people are watching on your uh Twitch J and if there's yep. any if there's any questions for the audience if you guys have any questions and okay. anyone watching on my Facebook, please feel free to uh, ask us any kind of a question. But today we're talking a little bit about all things musically related for DJs and where they are trying to take their presence and their brand. And we've just heard from Jay essentially how you can uh, try to elevate your brand uh, online. So let me just see if I uh, have a question here. Okay, yeah. So here we go. Um, sorry. Okay. Um, so I guess, um, we'll keep it moving. If you have a question there, uh, please, yeah, just, just let me know and we'll, we'll, we'll chat it through. Um, I guess with all the setup, uh, that people are required to do, I know that in a lot of cases, sometimes there's a workaround, sometimes there's not. So that can kind of affect things. Um, the one question I, I would have for you is, um, what is what is maybe one mistake? Actually, you know what? I'm going to get to that in a second. Sorry. We just had a question come in. And uh, the question is, 
for you yourself right now, like where where are you looking to take your brand, your personal brand? I know you're helping um, guys and you're doing all this kind of great work, but where are you specifically trying to take your your brand right now? Brother, the, the the thing is, is I don't think anyone really anyone really knows that question because the the future uh, no one really knows. So what what I've been doing is uh, doing different type of broadcasting again, like Fromage, uh, my the cheese show, um, <laughs> and just just being extremely different from everyone else, um, and 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 standing out that way. Um, and then again, um, doing again doing random things with random people. Um, Couple weeks ago, I did a I did a, a Zoom party in uh, New York. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so ju- just doing a bit of everything, working with everybody, and that and that's been the coolest part that I've uh, I've got to meet so many new people um, in the past four months that like I didn't really talk to before COVID. And it, and again, it wasn't like um, there, there was uh, you know bad blood or anything. It was just that we we didn't talk. They had their life. I had my life. We knew about each other. But then there's guys that like we now talk almost on a daily basis, and it's just uh, it, it's crazy. So what I've been doing is just working with everyone and doing everything, providing as much value as I can mm-hmm. to my clients uh, who I service, um, and and providing value to the DJs um, a, as well. So providing value, which has then provided me value in return without without asking. Yeah, no, I mean that's sort of the the law of reciprocity, right? Yeah. Um, so Jay, what's going to happen right now is um, we've got about another minute at the top of the hour where we're going to have just like a, a five minute block for some commercials. Cool. So I want to make sure that you don't get cut off. There's still plenty more that I want to talk to you about and ask you. And we're yes, going to kind of still continue to pick up on this uh, branding element with where you're, you, you're going personally and maybe where other DJs can go because we want to kind of have a ray of hope, right? That things for DJs uh, can, you know maneuver in some sort of direction so i think there's like some things that you're doing that i would i would really want to maybe expand on so that other djs well, let's can, talk about it can can get into that so um yeah so we got another 30 seconds so what i'm going to ask you to do is um while the commercials run is just simply mute yourself and no then problem. um and then i'll kind of holler at you again <laughs> to come back on so uh, all right ladies and gentlemen welcome once again to the music is everything podcast where we talk about everything musically related and happening in the club, corporate, and wedding industry. Tonight we have uh, DJ Jay on. Uh, he is a longstanding DJ in the Toronto community, uh, mixes a variety of different styles. He's been sharing with us his journey into DJing, and uh, more importantly right now, how he's looking to sort of survive and thrive in uh, a pandemic, covid and we're talking a little bit about branding and how DJs can navigate this and, and move forward with things. So, uh, DJ Jay, are you there? I'm here, brother. Awesome. So, I know that you mentioned uh, one of the shows that you do. Uh, I, I think I love the, the show concept. Uh, could you talk to us a little bit more about the the cheese show? Could you talk to us a little bit more yeah, about so, it? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, the the name the name is Fromage. And the, that that is a blatant ripoff from the old Fromage Much Music at the Sock uh, um, show. Uh, are, are you familiar with that show? That yeah, absolutely. At the, um, the Sock is so, hilarious. So 
I get it's my own spin on it because um, if anyone remembers back in the day, uh, Ed the Sock would just rip through all of these artists and songs and the Backstreet Boys, Spice Girls, all that stuff, and he would just rip through them like just in in disgust. Where my show um, hi- highlights it as as like a good <laughs> thing, like cheese is good because because to be honest, it's like all the stuff I play are, are hit. I'm only playing hit records. Right. Right. I'm not I'm not playing records that are that are. Um, that are underground by any means. I mean, these are all extremely hit records, um, and and again, uh, are cheesy because of them. So um, my show highlights those, and uh, the way it came about was, I mean, I, I from the show, and then growing up, I mean, like that's um, I was born in '88, so I didn't really grow up in the '80s. I grew up in the '90s, so I grew up on on the music like the Backstreet Boys and the Spice Girls, and um, like again, from from my music, like I grew up on my parents' music, but when I started, you know, in controlling what I listened to, mm-hmm. it was Spice Girls and In Sync and all that <laughs> stuff. Like I, that was what it was in our faces back then. Um, so uh, I've always been a fan of that, um, and uh, all all like throughout the school dances and stuff, and then when people from my high school and people from other high schools, I've DJed their weddings, they would always have me play, you know, you got to play the, uh, you got to play all the old records from, you know, that time. Right. So it was always something I liked to do. And then, um, it was one night after streaming on Instagram and I'm just going through and I, I think I only had maybe 35 people watching at the time, which, um, like my first stream did 200. So I was like kind of bummed. And then I'm going through my Instagram and I'm going, wow, they're, one, there is a lot of DJs live right now. Like, there's a lot. Like, like I'm just scrolling and it's live, live, <laughs> live. Like, like no, no, like probably 40 to 50 DJs at minimum, at least on my account. Mm-hmm. And when I went through, um, not not hating on the on the music preference they were playing, but but it was mostly uh, reggae, soca, Afrobeat, um, because that's what Instagram wasn't pulling down. And I was just like, I. I got to do something different because I, I I just I got sick and tired of competing with the same like it it, it became like um like it just like you're flipping through a magazine right yeah right like you're, you're like no one's actually staying and listening yeah yeah right that was the thing no matter what you were playing whether you're playing good songs or not no one's staying and listening so I'm like I need to do something that's gonna make people stay and listen because it's a show. Right. It's not a it's not freestyle, right? It's like like it, not not that again not that I'm planning what record I'm playing first second, but mm-hmm. but it's a it, it's it's a it's a show like and 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 when I want people to listen to my show I want them to listen from start to end because it's like a ah, fromage journey. Right. And, um, all my all my shows are on podcast on my Spotify, um, but but if you listen uh, back to those uh, to those ones, you'll see that in certain ones I deal with certain eras. Right. Um, um, in certain ones I touch more rock, where I'm playing some 41 and I'm playing um, um, Limp Biscuit, and then there's other ones where I'm really sh- showcasing the Spice Girls and and NSYNC and Backstreet Boys, and then there's other ones where I'm doing like dance music, like pretty much like all of the songs from the, the the Night at the Roxbury soundtrack, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like um, all of those shows uh, highlight certain things. So it's a it's it's a show, and, and I want you to kind of listen from start to finish because that that's kind of the way the way I build it. Right. No, I think it's um, even for myself. I think it's an amazing approach to sort of tackle 
tackle um, this online world, right? And and your mentality around the energy that you're putting into, uh, you know, you mean your brand, but also just the production of a show. Like you're not treating it as just, I'm just hopping on here to just fiddle around. It's like there's like a real level of intention there. So I think that that's, um, it speaks a lot, I think, in terms of your your strategy, right? In terms of how you're looking to position yourself. Because, yeah, you're right. I mean, uh, I don't know if you've seen that meme on Instagram. There's that uh, guy, I think it's, uh, is it Neil deGrasse is his name? You know, the um, African-American, he's the, the, the scientist, really popular scientist. And they have this this mem of him sort of looking up into the stars because he's always talking about aliens and planets and stuff. And he goes, uh, <laughs> it's like he's staring off in the stars and it's like, oh, for the first time ever, there's more live streams lit up than stars in the sky, right? Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, it's just like this yeah. most ridiculous meme, right? Yeah. But yeah, I mean, anytime you go on, someone is is streaming. So I think yeah. that your show and the idea is is a brilliant idea and a way to capture the attention of people. And uh, I think for people who are listening, old DJs, young DJs, why should I do this? Why should I jump on? I think that, uh, yeah, if you position yourself well, this is the some of the results that you can you can see from from taking this kind of an approach. Right. So like, like and, and again, like it doesn't have to be cheap. like it, it should be something that you love, like. Like what people don't understand is I love cheese. Um, like for for example, um, last Thursday uh, I did my tenth episode. It was a redo show because my the Sunday before we had technical issues, so it was a redo show. It was a Thursday night. I saw that. And 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 my shows are usually only two hours long, right? Usually Sunday three to five. Sometimes I go over if like there's a couple more songs I want to play. But but Thursday I did a four hour cheese show only highlighting cheese music in a sense from the 2000s to like now mm-hmm. and and it was four hours and it didn't feel like four hours it didn't feel like a job yeah like I, I i just like it was like pretty much the best night of djing i've had since covid started like oh, four awesome. hours and people are like like you're crazy you're an ant like how and it just like I, it didn't feel like the first three hours went by like nothing. Yeah. Like even in the last hour, I'm in, in like the last hour was me saying, okay, I'm going to, I only got a couple more and then I only got a couple more and a couple <laughs> more turned into an extra. And, and again, like there's still 25 to 30 people listening at 1am. Like they got to work in the morning. Yeah. Right. And, like, and, like, and, and, the, and, and, and the funny thing is that, uh, you know what I mean? I want to be sensitive here because I don't want to insult someone who struggles with like alcoholism or what have you. But it's kind of like that guy who says, you know, have one drink with us at the bar. Right. Or your friend who <laughs> says, hey, I'll hang out with you guys. But listen, I got to go home. I'll have one drink. It's the same thing when a DJ says, I'm going to come off the set and I'm going to play like one more. Oh, you know, maybe maybe a couple more songs, maybe two, three more songs. And all of a sudden you're like 10 minutes in, 20 minutes. And then, <laughs> like you said, next thing you know. Three hours was by, and you're like, "Holy cow!" Right? So, no, that's awesome. So, I I've, I saw the show. I like it. You've got your emojis going. Things are floating on the screen. Uh, I think the medium uh, that you're using oh, with and, the OBS and, and sorry, is and really sorry, powerful. To, 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 to touch back on on the building of the brand with, with what you just said about the uh, the emotes was in in starting the show. I, uh, unbeknownst to myself, until it happened, built a, a community of people 
who enjoy what I enjoy and in the way I, I do it. Like like if you watch my G show, it is not I'm not your typical DJ just mixing records. Like I'm pulling up so, like I'm using my like dance hall, you know, like my dance hall uh like my sorry, my love for dance hall, but I'm incorporating it into like cheese, you know what I'm saying? So right. um for for DJs is is doing what you love and then actually build a community of, of, of friends that who support you uh, for example um just doing doing the 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 ffob thing yesterday my whole squad again like yesterday was not about cheese at all it, it was open format i was playing elvis and doing a whole bunch of stuff mm-hmm. um but but again though those people that community pulled up for me right right um so so building that community and then again giving back to the community which which is what i do is make really cool emotes that no one else has meaning you you have like if if you have my emotes you're you're part of the of the crew and and, and again it, building the community like that uh, they they came up with the name that called the fromage squad um and 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 they're 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 intense man i like they they send me they send me messages of like when they're in a, if they're in a store and they hear some cheesy music and and all that stuff I, I, one girl today uh sorry uh, yet yeah, uh, Sorry, it was today. Set, sent me a screenshot of her alarm, and she has an alarm that sets off at two forty-five every Sunday. Okay. Right, like like just before my show starts, yeah. right? Like 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 so building building the community is uh is is really is really key, and and in order to do that, you got to be the most authentic. I Meaning, you got to do what you love. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, it sounds like your passion for it is definitely bleeding sort of out there even though we're distant it seems like it's it's out there so let's um let's dive into a few other things i want to get into some some juicier details but one thing i did want to um really talk about is um i guess i'm i'm i was always curious how did you become a producer or someone that would create edits for uh my mp3 pool um i'm curious to kind of know how that how that came about because again we're we're kind of just talking about maybe other things that djs can do uh maybe they don't have the resources in some areas but how do they keep their brand alive how do they expand on their presence right so you're not just a dj i mean you're now uh someone helping people with webinars using the software but i know that you're also a a producer and you do edits for my p3 so can you talk to us a little bit about how that came about so you want how how I came about to be an editor or how I came about to to my MP3 pool because because that that's a story of like start to finish of of, of everything because my, my MP3 pool was kind of the goal. Okay. Um, but um and, and again if you could see me on camera and I'm I, I'm rocking my my MP3 pool uh, sweater. Um, okay. But nice. I I started editing because when I started DJing, for me um it didn't make sense. How DJs could mix so well, and again, again, this is me coming as a kid, yeah. right? No Google yet. <laughs> um, I'm hearing, I'm hearing DJs on the radio mixing records, but how the, the versions I have don't have these extended breaks and in instrumentals. They don't have those. Mm-hmm. Again, at at the time, right? I'm using my grandpa's, you know, uh, old 33s, which are like compilation rock, rock 93 albums. So like, <laughs> and again, for wedding DJs, right? right there, you don't need the extended version, right? You're right. You're, you're buying compilations. So you have lots of music in your arsenal that if someone requests a song, boom, it's right there. Right. So I started, uh, editing 
the 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 music the way I wanted it to be, um, which was with an eight bar intro, mm -hmm. which which um, I mean anyone that's not technically inclined, all an eight bar intro is 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 a is the instrumental meaning no singing, and 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 it's 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 a eight uh, it's it's eight bars, which is and again if you're in the music it's it's a timing thing and it's a universal time that DJs know that they have a certain amount of time to mix a record until until the words come in. Right, because because it's not good to mix words on words. You want to mix you want to mix uh, instrumental on instrumental, and then boom, then the words start, and everything everything flows nicely. Right. So, um, unbeknownst to me at the time, DJs had instrumentals on the records, and they were just flipping the record. So you'd pl play the instrumental, you'd have doubles, you'd have two of them. So you'd play the instrumental, and then you'd grab the next record. Once you took the old record off, you put the next record on, and then play the song. Right, so you were making your own eight bars at the time live. Right, but I was like, but but again, I didn't, I didn't know that. I didn't know that, so I figured out a way, which again, which was insane, to to make these eight bars on a program called Soundforge. Um, and funny enough, the DJ who told me about that was DJ Danny D from Z103, because he used to make these mixes called the Street Mix, and and not only would he make edits, he would make full mixes on this software. Okay. And and very elaborate mixes with key changes and 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 everything like that. Um. So so he put me on to that, and I started doing these eight bar intros. And and just pause well, there, pause there real quick. Yep. So tell. Just for the audience who may not be DJs, what what is a key change? Can you maybe just quickly elaborate on that? Um, uh, the, the the key change is is uh is the note of music that that uh, the is the sorry I should say the main note that the that the song is produced on um, and, and in so that way like all the instruments and the keys it, like. Um, the, sorry, I shouldn't say keys. The chords that are playing—they're all in the same um, universe of of one key, which is it, which is like a note, a sound. Right. Um, so when when that happens and they're in key, that's a good thing. That sounds really good. Um, out of key, um, the average user can, or, sorry, the average listener can actually tell when a mix is out of key because they're just like that. Just doesn't sound right. Right, the vocals are kind of high, um, and, and I mean like high pitched. Yeah. But but the song is maybe not that. So it, it's um, it, it, like it, it's it's hard to explain, but uh, no, I think without you, having some some music knowledge. But um, I think when, when a mix is in key, you can really tell because uh, you can't because you can't tell. Um, it like it almost sounds like it was supposed to be that way. Right. No, I mean I think you did a good job kind of explaining it. So, um, so no, that's that that's awesome. So. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, the key, the key element is, is, is crucial when you're mixing. If you want to hear pitches and tones properly without them fighting one another, right. To so have that, that smooth element. So exactly. So, so, so moving from, moving from there of, of learning that, um, I went into making my own eight bar intros. Mm -hmm. Um, and again, unbeknownst to me, DJs found that awesome that like hey like you have these versions and how, how, like how do you have those versions <laughs> and I'm like oh I I I make them and like so like I stumbled on it that way like because like, like like DJs like well I want that right so like to to be honest I started with 
uh, getting all my friends that um, like so, so a couple friends would, would we would all pay for record pools. This is in like 2004, 2005. Um, there was a one called my12inch.com, which which sounds really dirty, but I, I promise it's not. <laughs> and 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 literally, I could download uh, the the clean, the dirty, and the instrumental, and I would make them. And again, my friends uh, would pay for the subscriptions. I wouldn't because I would put in the work to to make them. Right. And then, you, and then little, from there, little hustler. From there, Look at you, <laughs> man. Like from from the start, man. I, I have tons of hustle stories, but uh, from from the, yeah, from the start was just make making them. And then again, as I'm meeting more people and meeting more people, they are like, I would pay for that. And and from there, um, making in a sense a curation service. And then what the in a sense the moving the one step further of how about I make all the new, like any new record that comes out, I make the 8-bar intro, and then I send it for free to every single DJ pool online. Okay. Every single one. Every single one. I'm just going to send it out. If they use it, they use it. If they don't, no problem. And the way my MP3 pool came about is I kept sending to all the pools, and to be honest, no pools thanked me. Oh, I wow. never got a thank you email, um, but they would still use my edit, and and I, I don't even want to name some of the pools because I'm I'm affiliated with my MP3 pool, so I don't even want to give any other pools attention. Yeah, but no. but there but there there were pools that that not only took my eight bar intros, but but didn't give me the credit in terms of it's a DJJ eight bar intro. It, it's it's the record pools eight bar intro. Oh wow, that's even right? so and, and, shady. And, and, and the thing is, is people Damn. don't understand that I edit a certain way. No one edits the way I do, right? right? And, and it's not a boasting thing. It's just like uh, uh, it's my own characteristic of the way I like to make my my eight bars versus another editor. Right. No, I mean so I have. I can I can pick it. I can pick like like they think that that, that I don't know, but like I know of like because because again I do it a certain way. Yeah. No, I have um, I have a lot of your edits. It's funny because I think for a period of time, people thought that uh, maybe my MP3 my MP3 pool was actually your record pool because you had so many well, i know well, you have was, so and, many and that was the and that was the funniest thing i know like, you have so many edits on it right so i think a lot of people thought that hey this is your record pool so yeah, that's kind no, of a cool and, and, thing and the funniest thing was is as again as i'm an ambassador for the site i'm a dj for the site i'm promoting it as my mp3 pool as in people are listening to me as as it's me it's like i'm saying it's my mp3 pool as in i own the site <laughs> but but it's it's called my mp3 pool as in like everyone's mp3 yeah pool, like yeah i know no I, but, I, but 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 again <laughs> that with those words people understood it as what i'm saying is hey man you got to join my mp3 pool they're thinking it, it's i own the mp3 pool site and they need to no join i could see how people got that confused it's kind of right? like that it's old... extremely confusing because people people think I own the website. Like, <laughs> I and, know. Right? and even and even big DJs are like, Jay, you gotta get me a free account. And I was like, bro, I don't own the site. Like <laughs> I just so I'm just I'm just an employee and, and I don't want to downplay that at all because I, I extremely love my job, but um um <laughs> it, it's it's I'm it's it's just the, the way that the site is um the, the way the site is. No, it's, and, a and name. it's funny, um it's, it's... It, when you actually go to the site. Although it's called my MP3 pool, mm-hmm. um, the the website is actually MP3 pool online. It's actually like the my is gone, 
funny funny enough but for some reason that they still call it my mp3 yeah so. i know yeah no i mean i'm uh i'm actually on the site i was on a lot of uh the other sites that will remain nameless but i was on those <laughs> sites actually um i i did a lot of work out in the durham area and i was actually struggling finding rock and uh country edits for some mm-hmm. of the special events that I had to do, being a mobile DJ, for me, I play everything from the 50s onward. So I had to find some good, clean edits. And uh, yeah, finding edits that had eight bar intros, four bar intros were needed. So it actually brought me to uh, MP3 pool. Yep. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then I've been with them probably four years and I, I've dropped all the others because I find it's such a great site for all the levels of versatility uh, for myself I, as I a agree. mobile as a mobile DJ and yeah like I said I I love your edits because uh, they're consistent the sound quality is amazing and uh, yeah that was always something that I just wanted I to know sort that. of how you you stumble into them and so you know again we're here on the music is everything podcast ladies and gentlemen and uh, if you're thinking of other ways in which you can grow increase your brand we have DJ J on here uh, sharing some of his uh, different methods by which he's able to showcase his brand, being DJing very unique uh, productions on Twitch and streaming that to a variety of other platforms. He's also sharing with us uh, produ- producing and then his role with uh, MyMP3. So um, let's move into can, some can, more can, of the... Sorry, right, right before we move in, can, can, I just wanted to, to reiterate to everybody. Yes, sure. Um, again, back to again, because I really want to make your point of, of the brand building, right? I really want to... I want to. I want people to get value out of out of what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Um, just going back to how the MyMP3 pool came about, and like I was saying, you need to provide value. I provided value to every single record pool for free. And that's like, what, 15, 20, more than 20 sites? I mean, there's so many, Way more. And again, I am not um, holding back the best edits so that if they contact me, I say, well, I got the good. I'm giving them every single edit for free. All the fire. Okay. Right? Like, like so much fire that, like, um, like pretty much one of my biggest, proudest edits is uh, Drake dropped uh, 0 to 100. Mm-hmm. And OVO did not release a clean version for over a year, funny enough. Oh, over wow. a year, an official clean version was not released. The day that song dropped, I was working at General Electric with my buddy D Money, who you know. Yeah. Um, I was working there, um, again, doing doing not DJing, funny enough, but just, you know, the DJing was at night, and I could I could juggle both jobs. I didn't have a kid. Um, I had a wife, but I didn't have a kid, so, so I could I could hustle still and i remember that day just making like not doing any work and making the clean edit and and again sending that out and every single site using it and only one of them giving me credit wow. and funny enough that was my mp3 pool and that's the way it came out i provided value to everybody that did not hold back one bit and eventually one came back and it was my mp3 pool saying man like we really love what you're doing would you want to work for us and funny enough i said yes what like what can we do and they never got back to me (laughs) but but you know what no issue the next week i sent more edits and more edits a month later they contacted me again brother we we really man we really want want you to work for us and i said man let me know and -hmm. then brother they did not give back to me again Mm mm-hmm it wasn't it wasn't until the Drake clean and they saw that wow 
this like this is the only clean version. It's my version, and and the reason I know it's my version is because it doesn't it doesn't actually sound good. It's a lot of it's a lot of pauses and stutters and stuff like because like he cusses so much in the record. Right. Right. Like like there was no way to really clean the song properly. So so it and it was that one. They're like, this is what you're we're paying you. Like we need you. Yeah, yeah. No, that's but, awesome. But again, it was it was just again the the providing the endless value. If like that, if people want to grow at this time and even no matter what, it's just to provide value to the people around you. Mm-hmm. And it's insane how much value gets brought back to you without you asking because of the value you bring. Yeah. No, it's that 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 law of reciprocity. I'm a I'm a huge huge believer in that. And, um, you know, again, obviously it comes with a, sorry, sorry to cut you off. Do do you follow Gary V? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Gary V is, 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 uh, is my Bible, man. Yeah. And and, and anyone that's listening right now, I really honestly recommend if you're an entrepreneur, DJ, just an entrepreneur, it doesn't matter actually your field, whether you're a DJ or not, like doesn't matter. Um, I just, it's, it's the, the, the value that that man provides. And again, that same thing of this man provides value, just like I'm providing value to DJs. He's providing value to entrepreneurs like myself. Yeah. Yeah. No, Free. I mean, it's, there's, um, there's no subscription. There's no, um, at the end you got to buy nothing, man. It's sign up for all, Mike. Oh man. It's all free. And again, like just, just watching him, the value that gets provided back after the free is, is more than what you could have charged. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's how you time. build you your, how you build the, the the following, and yeah, I mean, it, it it comes from like a great a great space. So again, it's like that that law of reciprocity, and I'm a big fan of Gary V. And I mean, I think people who take, uh, you know, sometimes people um, there's like some subtle hating or whatever. How do you get in this position? But people don't really take the time to uh, sit back and maybe appreciate like all the energy that you put into these edits and it's not just one song it's like hundreds of songs right and that you're just doing this and just continuing to send and send and send and even when you got a nibble you're just continuing to send and send and send i think it really is a great lesson for other dj printers other entrepreneurs to learn as you mentioned to really provide that that high level value so i'm going to kind of bring us into some some juicy aspects because we always want to get some of the behind the scenes, you know, the, the, the good stuff, right? So um, I guess one question I would say for you, because uh, maybe being in a little bit in the club scene and stuff like that, like what are, what are some things that bug you about the DJ scene? And this is like obviously pre-COVID, but like what are some things that just <laughs> there's, uh, th- over there's, the years, there's, just there's name, a name, of, name a couple, just name a couple, some things that just bother you about the DJ scene. The... I mean, there's there, there's a there's a lot of things, and it's hard to it's hard to say things without those people getting a, a, offended. But um, I don't know, man. I, I'll I'll talk. I I don't want to talk negative about other other DJs because I because I, like I said, I really like I like the DJs. But but what I what I will say is I'll I'll tell you some some scenarios I don't like. How about mm-hmm. that? Yeah, no. I, I mean, we're not. I don't like. We're definitely like not trying showing. to single anyone out, but I mean, it's really about no, no, the scene in general, no, no. right? But, but but like some of the stuff that I I actually don't like. If I were to tell you, like the, the if that person's listening, they know exactly who I'm talking about, <laughs> and so will everyone else. So I'll tell you scenarios. Um, I don't like I don't like the the, the promoter scenario where the promoter doesn't do well, and then it's like it's your problem. Yeah. Um, I hate those scenarios. I I hate the scenario of 
a ton, ton, ton of DJs on the party. Um, n- not that I again, and, and it's and, and again, like I'm not hating on, on on the DJs portion of it, but I just find that the the audience doesn't get the value when you have at that that many DJs on the party, and I, and I understand why the promoters do it and. Every DJ has their own audience, and they bring their own audience, and it's a it's a collective, you know, it's a collective uh, push to make to make the party work. But but the, the, at the end of the day, we're we're at the end of the day, we're providing a, a music service. Right. And 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 in my opinion, the the audience is not getting, in my opinion, the money that they're paying to come in the door, because it's just it's 15 minutes and 20 minutes. And and again, um, again, not to pick on the DJs, but the DJs are having a good time in the party, which they should, and I and I like all the power to them. But but there's a lot of replay of songs, which which is another in a sense pet peeve, mm. right? Um, everyone wants to play the, the the hit records, and I I found that I am the best when I'm not playing the hit records. I find the hit records just to be. I find I'm actually thinking more of along the lines of of like. Man, is like, does everyone want me to play these new records, or should I be playing a bit of old record? Like, I just find when I'm not the when I'm not playing the the main records, I I think I shine more. Right. Um, and 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 I think the DJs think the opposite of that, and because of that, like I said, the the, the people that are paying us to provide the service, um, and I mean not the promoter, I mean I mean patron. Um, at the end of the day, they they're not getting uh, they're not getting what uh, what they paid for. At least in my in my opinion. Yeah, well, it's kind of like they're 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 losing out a little bit, right? So um, for, for sure, and, I, and there's I no definitely... collective, and there's nothing collective, right? The DJs don't band together and say, "Hey, you're going to play hip hop, and you're going to do blah blah blah, and you're going to do this, and I'm going to do this." Like, the, like as much as people think that happens, and, and and I'm not saying it doesn't happen. I mean that there are there are parties that 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 does happen, and. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like I really respect those parties. Um, I'm I'm part of one called Power, uh, which was right before COVID, uh, a really good one, which was a long weekend Durham party, which was me, Scratch, Specs, and DJ Griff. Shout out Griff. I I, I know he's listening right now. Yeah, Griff, um, what up, and, Griff? And, and and again, like uh, and again, the the best part is is no one has ego, especially with the big players, right? I'm I'm the I'm the low man on the totem pole uh, in right. my opinion on this party, right? Uh, DJ Griff has been a, a Durham legend for. How like I mean I like way longer than I have so yeah. I'm I'm the low man on the totem pole and then you got scratch and specs like right like right up there on world class and and no one no one's got egos everyone knows what they're playing yeah right uh, me, especially with me and scratch uh, Griff usually likes to warm up because Gr- Griff Griff's the turn up king uh, and shout out to Capone I know that's his thing but Griff Griff is the man so Griff likes to just do the warm up and and Griff like honestly. Griff, I would say, it, like, is the best warm-up DJ I've ever heard. And not that he's a warm-up DJ, but, like, the way Griff warms up is just phenomenal. Like, it's just honestly phenomenal, man. Just the, the just records get, he chooses. Just gets and, the and party I, and going. I'm, I'm almost jealous because, like, when he's <laughs> doing it, I'm like, man, like, I would have not thought of that record. And, like, I almost kick myself. Like, like why am I not thinking that way? No, I um, know. But, man, it's, he, it's he's one, really good. It, it, it's one thing that I, that I, that I love is um... – hearing other DJs play and I think that one thing that I've gotten out of this time of COVID is actually listening to so many DJs like I've listened to Griff I've listened to D Money Scratch I mean all the people we're mentioning I've watched their live streams for a series of times or at least one time and uh, you know I always look at things on a scientific level in terms of like like your brain and like it's like neural pathways and the way you usually select certain tunes is because it's familiar to your brain. But then when you hear another DJ 
spin and then they choose different records it's like it just opens up different pathways and different options for you to be able to think about the music differently process Mm -hmm. things differently so uh I, i think it's awesome that one of the positives of this time is hearing other guys play but getting back to your point about guys playing their position uh, i know myself i'm more of a mobile dj so i'm used to kind of going front to back but in the situations where i have been djing at a certain function uh, or a certain club event or another private function and there's more than one dj i'm i'm listening very intently to what the djs are playing because yeah i don't want to repeat songs because i feel like the audience is kind of getting cheated out of the experience um and uh, knowing what I do know of some of those DJs that you mentioned, yeah, I mean, some of the best DJs I've had the pleasure of interacting with have all been guys that have been super gracious. They're not ego-driven. Their only concern is making sure that the party gets rocked. And if it actually means that they don't go on for their set because the guy is killing it, they're like, listen, like, I could go on, but I don't want to because you're just killing it. And just like do your thing, and I love playing with professionals like that yep. because it makes everything uh, and, and, so so and, awesome, right? So I have another question for you, which is yeah, no, kind of on this lines. It's like, yep. what would be you know? There's some things that bug you about the DJ scene. I mean, those are some common things that do come up for some DJs, and I definitely appreciate you sharing. Like, what would be one DJ moment that you regret? Hmm. DJ moment I regret. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was coming up, I again I had the fortunate pleasure of uh, having starting from scratch as as amazing mentor, um, and he never punked me off. Even I, even though I was a kid at the time. Um, Always with great, great advice, mm. um, just and just a text away, um, and not that he gave me bad advice, but he always had the thing of like you are who you are. Um, so I was always under the impression of I want to be at as many clubs as I can during the week. Okay. And and I if I say I want to regret, I regret not building better relationships with everyone on a weekly basis because in my mind I'm like in a sense I'm I'm the stuff you know I'm the man oh, okay and and <laughs> and I don't need like you know like I know the like I know it pay me my money but I wish um, I would have built a better relationship with every single person um, because that would come in handy now um, right. And 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 uh, a good friend of mine, D Money, is a very good attest to that. That every time D Money went into a venue, and that was one thing that I I learned from him straight was you go in and you you really know the people you work for. Mm-hmm. You like you really know them. Um, and 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 you can just and you can just you can see uh, of just the way that that D Money uh, rolls that. Um, he has those people and those are resources, right? Like these are not just friends or old employers. Like these are resources for you as a DJ that if you want to do something that, that this person that is, knows your brand and knows what you're about, um, they're there with you when you want to do something. Right. Um, and, and that, like that would be one thing that I, I maybe regret that 
although again scratch like I, I probably took Scratch's advice the wrong way, mm-hmm. but but again, it was the fact of like, yo, it's pay me my money. I'm here to do a job, which which at the same time is still, is still is still not bad advice. I I am I am I am who I am. I am going to do a job. We agreed on the thing. You pay me my money. I don't have to know you and your family. Right. Right. Again, and and that's not that's not rude. I don't mean that in a rude way at all. But it just it's real. Like you don't have to know your boss and their family. You don't have to. Right. You don't. You 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 know you 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 do some talk, but it's not like you know how are you know how are the kids and right. Um. So that would be the one thing. Yeah. Not building much stronger. Although I still have all those contacts. Um, and we still talk time to time, but I mean, the, to, to build the connections um, would, is really where the key is because, again, th- now when you get to times like this, you have connections. Right. So just talking about building up that, that network, I, I definitely would agree and second that is um, I, I think for myself, I've been a DJpreneur, an entrepreneur for now. This December will be eight years. And just to echo what you were saying I think I did it all wrong starting out. I, I spent time sending emails and calling people, cold calling. But what I should have been doing was taking as many people to coffee as possible and actually engaging with people in real time and really yep. getting to know them. So I would say that, yeah, for I think anyone listening, all the young DJs or people that want to rebrand themselves is like, think about the people that you can reach back out to and think about the people that are in your circle or even the people that you need to build um, deeper relationships with, right? I know that um, Garrick, the DJ, he uh, came on, I think it was week two, and uh, he was sharing sort of the power of networking, using social media, hashtagging, reaching out to people. And he did talk a lot about that was how do you just connect with people and kind of get to know them? Because I think as you were talking about your brand and positioning it one way digitally, in the online world, how you can position your brand as well is is uh, by having those authentic, genuine relationships and and that connection. Because I mean, at the end of the day, people want to work with people that they know, like, and trust. So if they know you as an individual, a little bit deeper than just a guy who comes in and DJs, you know, as you mentioned, it's gonna it's gonna bode well for both sides, right? You're gonna do a better job and feel more pulled into whatever the proprietor's business is or their hall or whatever. And then hopefully it's the other way around as well, that they recognize you as not just another DJ, a guy who plays music, but someone who really is a, like, a, like a wheel, an, ex, an extended wheel of their business, right? Mm-hmm. So um, I think but, that's but here's some the really, best part. Here's some the really best part. amazing stuff that you shared there. Here's the best part about both our stories. Although we regret those things, if it wasn't for those things, you wouldn't have done the things you've done today, right? It, it's all learning, right? Mm-hmm. You, ha- you need, though. Like, if, if you have a perfect career where nothing happens, man, when something happens, like, the stuff's going to hit the fan, right? <laughs> but, but, but it's so true, though. And, and, and that happens where, where people just have, um, I don't want to say everything given to them, but they have it very easy, and, and and that's actually not a good thing because again when when stuff hits the fan and and, and this is clubs this is even weddings and stuff mm-hmm. not not everything goes perfect every time and and when stuff hits the fan if you haven't experienced those hardships and and done and made the mistakes you're not going to know how to handle them now yeah 
No, so, absolutely. So as, as much as much as I do regret those things, I don't because I it was a lesson learned that I now instill. Yeah. No, I mean, you definitely the ability to be able to learn and reflect is is a sign of maturity and something that every entrepreneur should do. Any worker, anyone involved in an, in an industry, you got to learn from your mistakes and then and then get better. Right. So, no, I think it's awesome mm-hmm. that you're in a position now where you can reflect. And I guess it's that Dave Chappelle skit I always think about is when you lose don't lose the lesson, right? <laughs> exactly. No, and it's so true, man. It's so true. Um, so I have another so question for you then is, um, so what single night out, uh, you know, you mentioned you're playing out uh, two, three, four times a week for many years, um, or over the years you're playing, whatever, two to four times out a week. Um, what single night out for you uh, has been your most memorable night for you? Maybe as a DJ or just as an attendee, can you think of a time? Um, you're you're talking a single night or a party? Yeah, like a single, like one single night could be like a, a, could be something that you DJed or even an event that you attended. Um, I would have to say, um, I had the privilege a couple years ago, a couple summers ago to do a party for Jazzy T of Renaissance, uh, a big Jamaican sound system. Okay. And and funny enough, uh, starting from scratch, uh, was the one who called me for the gig. Um, and it was it was confusing, right? It didn't <laughs> it didn't make sense that Jazzy T, legend, like a legend, like dub plates for days and like still like everything. He wants me to do his wedding. I just, I, I didn't, I didn't understand it. It's those but, edits, but, man. It's those edits. No, but, 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 so, so the funny, but, but the funniest thing was, is, is it, all the DJs were at his wedding. It's like no one wanted to, de- like oh, I was the that's guy. Hilarious. In a sense, I was the guy that they trusted. Okay. Yeah. Which, which one, which one, when again, like, like scratches, scratches the, is like the greatest, man. Like I, I rate him over Jazzy Jeff. Um, like, it, it, he's, he's a, like he can like that. You think I play any genre? And Scratch can play any genre, and Scratch can go deep in any genre. I know. Like not only like not only can I just play any genre. There's some genres I can't go as deep as maybe I'd like, but like Scratch goes deep in every genre, every yeah. single genre, and literally surprises me every like. And again, I've known him for so long. I've seen him do multiple parties, and still always all even if it's just one little thing he does. Always, always amazes me. Yeah. But but again, uh, to to go back to your question, I got to DJ uh, Jazzy T's wedding, and it was one of the greatest nights because all of the biggest DJs in Toronto are in one place. Wow. All having the greatest time, and I'm just like, I mean, in heaven because like all of these big DJs that I've looked up to and like saw them DJ, and then like now I DJ beside them. They're all with their wives having a great time, um, doing like doing funny thing. Like like it was it was pretty much the pretty much the, the, the best night of my life, DJ wise, just because like just seeing that like wow, I got to do this. And again, it's not like they're looking down at me. Like they trusted me to provide a service that they all could have a good time. And, uh, and, and that's, and that's what happened. It was, it was, uh, it really showed, man, just to see everyone kind of let their guard down. There was no, you know, like when you're at a party and the, you know, like you can tell a, 
when the DJ's like, there's another DJ there looking at you. Know, yeah, like, you're you know, kind of you know getting. What I'm you're kind of like, getting. Even for like, you you say you don't do many clubs, but like even at a wedding, there's always a guest that you could just tell that the guest is a DJ because like, yeah, they, yeah. they keep looking at you. And just like, <laughs> oh, no, this guy's gonna come talk to me soon. Yeah, but. But yeah. but again, uh, there was no judging at all at this party. That was the coolest thing. Everyone kind of let their guard down. Everyone had a great great time, and it was just and, and again, I I was behind the decks, um, and it was just it was the it was one of the it was like I said one one of the best one of the best nights. No, that's awesome. No, it's it's amazing to be in an environment like that. Obviously, with with peers, right, and then to be able to put on. That kind of a performance, uh, yeah, it's definitely. And, and again, not just any like the, like the best DJs in the industry. <laughs> no, like I know. The best, not like not just like like the best in the industry. All of the big ones in mm-hmm. one room. Yeah, one yeah. room. No, I mean that's that's got to be an amazing feeling after uh, playing a night like that and getting that kind of support. I'm sure it's really helped you in terms of uh, confidence and you know uh, your sense of self, right, as a DJ. Because I find. A lot of DJs, you talk to them, everyone sort of second guesses themselves at various times, but that must have been something that just totally uh, well, well, man, that made was, you feel I, amazing, as right? As soon as they called me, I second guessed. I said, me? <laughs> what do you mean, me? Why, what? This is like the be- one of like the biggest reggae DJ, like like one of the biggest reggae DJs out of Jamaica and Miami. Right. Um, and he, he want like, I, I don't really know him personally, right? Like, we met at a couple parties, but it's not like... Your he boys, knows my right? name, yeah. And now he wants me to DJ his wedding, and it, and it was that he trusted the 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 uh, the, the select few of DJs that said, yeah, they and no, they all vouch. Yeah, Jay is the guy. Jay is the guy. Jay is the guy. And again, the the, the that's all you need. Sometimes I still had that self doubt of what, like, huh? But <laughs> but again, it was it was that of it was that of wow, like that was a humbling experience. And then to go through and 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 again. Um, like just just the things I remember is you know seeing me play roots and rock and reggae for Jazzy T and Specs who are just having the great like I got, these are guys are legends yeah yeah and they're no. having the greatest time and then I'm playing like classic house and old Motown records that like Scratch just loves and Scratch is having a, a, a great time as well like it was it was really it was really amazing no it sounds like it was uh, it left a big imprint on you so let me ask you we'll move we're in our sort of last 10 minutes i have a little a rapid fire section coming up shortly but i wanted to ask you another uh question Let's go. Uh, that, that I can go till twelve, to... man. I can talk all night. <laughs> I know, but we're only going to eleven. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> we'll, I'll have to call you after. We'll continue the convo. Um, yeah, the extended mix of the extended. <laughs> mix. <laughs> I was going to ask you what's what's like the craziest thing you've seen at an event. If you could just kind of sum up something, maybe in a minute, like what what would you say is one crazy thing that just like oh my gosh, I can't believe this happened. Um. I don't know why this comes to mind, and, and hopefully my my buddy KW is listening. But uh, well, funny enough, happening in Durham at this place called uh, La Scratch, the Roy, and V Lamore, which is all the same venue, just changed names over the time, was seeing like f- people fully naked on stage, like oh, just oh my like, gosh. like and as crazy as that sounds, it's it just to me, to me, being on stage, being butt naked in front of a thousand people. And these are a thousand people that you know because you come here every week. You know what I'm wow. saying? Wow, like, that is that, insane. To me, to me, it was just like people are okay with public nudity this much. Like I, 
it to me it didn't it didn't make sense and i don't know why that was the first thing that came to my mind now no but, that's but, but good. honestly we... it was it was a shock to me as i imagine any college party would be right but I've well, done still. a ton of college parties outside of of the venue I'm talking about, and that stuff never happened. A thousand it was people. Just, just that's one venue. Um, yeah. So I, I mean, maybe you've heard of it, maybe you haven't. I we me uh, Carlos uh, from Godass, and I'm not I'm not cussing. That's the business name. <laughs> and and DJ Marky e. D. We we started this thing called Dollar Beer Thursdays, which was a college night um, at uh, at La Scratch. Um, and it's uh, it's the big venue where the drive test center is in Oshawa. Whether you know that or not is yeah yeah um, I'm, irrelevant. I'm but but th- th- that's where it used to be, and um, it was insane, man. We we did we did like a thousand fifteen hundred people <laughs> I'm, weekly I'm... on a Thursday for for one dollar beer drinks. Oh, which were, sounds which were messy. Small. I'm getting a small. Jay. Just pause real quick. I'm getting yeah, a, uh-huh. a funny comment here on on my Facebook. The dirty schwa. Again, and no wonder, no wonder it has the, that name because because again, I again, like I you said, where the the, the crazy time, I, it's just I, I I haven't seen like I've done a lot of parties. I play in Ottawa. I've played all over the place, and I've never seen the stuff I saw at that one venue. And, wow. and again, like, that sounds and, crazy. And, and, there, and there was more. And there was like there. Oh no, God, no, we'll, so we'll, we'll we'll leave it there. We'll leave it there. Yeah. <laughs> I want to ask you a couple other things. Yeah, no um, that's awesome. So, uh, what is what is one track that got popular, but you can't stand as a DJ? So, what's one track that got popular that you can't stand? Man, I it's hard to answer that question because now that I do the cheese show. The tracks that got popular that I can't stand, I need to stand because I do the cheese show. <laughs> so that's so that's a that's a hard that's a hard question for me. Um, I I don't I don't know about I don't I don't think I have any any one song, mm-hmm. but I will say that that there was some songs that uh, that got popular that in a sense slipped through <laughs> my cracks as an as an editor. Like when I first heard the song, it was like oh I. I don't think that's going to be big at all. I'm not even going to waste my time uh, yeah. making the eight bar. And then, and then, funny enough, it, it gets big, and you know, I, I, I look like, oh, well, how did you not? <laughs> yeah, but, how did you, uh, how did you not do an edit for this, right? Yeah, um, uh, I mean, for, for for example, the like, I mean, not that this is a bad thing, but like, old town, old town road was a perfect example. When I first heard that, I thought that like, I didn't like, there's no way we're going to be playing this. Like, that's mm-hmm. that, it's a joke. Right? Yeah, it's, it, it's a joke, right? Like, right? Like, I, that's what I'm thinking in my mind. It's, this is a joke, right? This is this is just funny, but oh, like this is a real thing, and, and then it's like, oh, oh, people, people really like. Oh, this. that song goes crazy. So I'm getting a couple of uh, funny jokes here. So for me, it's Despacito, can't stand it. I got my uh, my buddy on here talking about uh, Baby Shark remix is a song he can't stand. <laughs> yeah, and he I, said, I, I mean, for for, for he, me, he's, my gigs, the, the the Baby Shark doesn't uh, doesn't really apply. I really don't play that. But 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 for sure, I would agree with that as well. Yeah, he said, uh, Sweet Caroline and every remix thereof. No <laughs> way, funny. I disagree, man. <laughs> I that know. is a wedding, and it's, if, if you're buddy, that is a wedding classic. My buddy, he's a drummer. Um, I had another question come in here was. Uh, if you could only play one genre of music for the rest of your life, what would it be? That's a man. That's a that's a hard question, man. I, I my my parents grew up so eclectic. I I grew up with so much music, and that's why I play so much music because I honestly, the reason I play so much music is I is I can't just listen to the same music. Like some days I feel like listening to reggae, and then some days I feel like listening to house music. It's, mm-hmm. But if you um, only had one, Jay, if you only could choose one. 
What would it I'm gonna be? say yeah. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say the cheese because the because cheese. cheese is is so many genres and it's okay. all the all the good... most popular records of the past 30 40 years. That's a good So cheese. I will say cheese because that opens me up for a lot more music. That's a good cheese. That's a good cheese. I like that. Okay, so Jay, we're in the last 4 minutes or so. Um I'm going to ask you a few rapid fire questions. I appreciate Let's all the go. energy from everyone no on the outside. So th- this rapid fire means you got to answer literally kind of like in one one sentence, whatever just first thing comes to your mind, all right? Okay. All right, so uh, what is one track that never gets old for you, no matter how many times you hear it? Bust the rhymes, put your hands where my eyes can see. Okay. Someone gives you a studio space and... uh, No, I won't actually ask that one. That's going to be too long. Um, Yeah, if you could eternally be stuck in one year's music scene, which year would it be? Mm, That's... I don't know. That's a hard question. Man. Um, <laughs> that's why I'm asking it. Oh. I would say I would say maybe I would say maybe 2005 or 2006. And I know that's like I, you, it's hard to choose one, but but like those were, those were my end of high school years where just like every I don't know. I feel like when you're in high school, every song matters. You know, like yeah, every song no. that you hear has like at least an emotional connection. I, you can say yeah. So I would say one of those years because th- those were my high school years where you're just absorbing all the information of everything. You know, everything's coming at you. So I would say one of those years j- just because of of, of the, the the high school like of of the grade I was in and and, and how everything was happening in in your life as a as a as a, uh, an older adult uh, no, an older teenager for so. sure you're getting a little bit older get your swag juice flowing right you're a little bit for more sure. independent i get it all right here's the next question if you could produce a beat for one artist being that you're a producer um who would it be man i love stylo g he's a he's a uk dance hall artist i i just i don't know what it is but his style mm-hmm. um is i just it's it's next le- like just his style is so like is it's from Jamaica, but he does it with like a uh, uh, I don't know just a big sound way like a like a, like I always find that like uh, UK artists always have this big sound behind them where where Jamaica is just a lot of um a lot of low end where 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 UK focuses on all of like it's it's a full sound and um, I would love to uh, uh, to produce for him um okay. that, that would be really dope. So last question, uh, one festival that you would love to play at? Um, I would love um, – there's two of them actually. I would love to play a boiler room set. Oh, hey. Because the boiler that's room big. set, everyone thinks that's a house, but like, there's so many boiler room sets that you get to play whatever. Um, and I love playing open format, which is why I love playing weddings. I would say the, the – um, the, the boiler room or okay. or the do-over which is that adidas oh, party big but again but again at the end of the day it's that open format party that i could play a reggae song and then a rock song and i can just play all these different records that you probably not even expecting to hear yeah um, just like weddings right like and, and, and that's why i still love weddings just because i control the whole vibe start to finish so i would uh, i would absolutely. say those two parties that allow me to play whatever i want absolutely no i love it so I want to give you your roses while you're here, as they say. So a comment came appreciate in saying it, that uh, we appreciate your passion and your experience for your craft. Uh, salute. So that was a comment that came in. Oh, so I want you that. to get that. Thank so we've got about a minute and a half left. And I want to make sure that people can find you online. So if people want to find out where they can watch 
the the fromage show or get to know more about you where can they find you online it's d j j online and i'll spell it for you d j j a y online all one word google if you google d j j online all one word you'll find my podcast come up you'll find my my twitch come up where i do my live streams you'll find my instagram djj online d j j a y online Perfect. two j's um, and yeah man that that is uh, that's where you can find everything awesome so we've got about another DJs that don't know me hit me up if you have questions like man i'm always i'm always helping so just hit me up tell them to hit me up man awesome so there's about 40 more seconds i want to thank our guest tonight djj sharing everything around branding how to Build your brand, COVID, production, sharing all the stories. Really appreciate you coming on. Appreciate all the listeners, everyone dropping some stuff in the comments, everyone on Twitch. And uh, we'll be back again next week with uh, the Music is Everything podcast with uh, DJ Mike Coombs. And he's going to be sharing some secrets on wedding industry and things of that nature. So, bro, I want to thank you so much. We literally got like five more seconds. 